Inches of the mic. Get, right get all up on it. Yeah, that's get, get, up okay. it. get up yeah. in the mic. Get Just up on like it. on stage. Yeah, that's exactly. Right. That's right. Yeah. All kinds of there we go. A silky radio voice. That's a really that's good right. radio voice. All right. all right. You guys very, ready? Very well. We should, try, we should try silky voices, guys. We've never done that. We'll that's do true. all silky all right. silky voice. I've got mine. Good evening. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Good evening. Yeah. Welcome. Here's a platter that matters. Welcome to DBL. Welcome back to DBL. Tonight's dad oh, band uh, land. Hey, here's hey, some of what we're going to be talking about. No, we, we were talking over you. Yeah, yeah. yeah There's yeah. also a click and shit. Yeah, yeah that means we started the recording. So yeah. I started the mm. show. Okay, oh, start, there's a tempo to our recording. Right, now we're going to stop talking so Jeffy can do this in the clear because we never use this messy shit. No, <laughs> we don't. No, <laughs> only clear shit on our show. <laughs> on tonight's dad band land. Here's some of what we're going to be talking about. Clear shit. <laughs> that was a clear shit. It's the clearer the cream. Here we go. Talks about all the music you and we love from the point of view of a neighborhood cover band. We have a guest tonight. Our guest is late, so I can't do that part. I'm Adam Felder. I am Kevin Burke. I am Jeffy Branion. Hey, Jeffy, what do you have in Jeffy's jukebox tonight? Tonight, it's Mind Blowers, songs that blow your mind. What? Wow, and over there, that's Brian Frank, isn't it? It is. It is Brian Frank. My mind has just been blown. Sorry, it took me a second to respond. That's oh, okay. Yeah. What do you yeah. have in your House of Wax tonight? Because we're going there very soon. Oh, I can't wait. Uh, in the House of Wax, we were talking about In Excess's sixth album. Say that three times quickly. <laughs> Kick. Kick. Uh, we're going to go Kick. there in just a moment. Let me just preview what's going to happen. Kevin and I, as we've mentioned many a time, got our our band start playing at an elementary school here in Southern California. Is that the start? I yeah. guess that was. That was our start at the music festival and at the World Fair. 
You know what? You I guys was, did the I World's was, Fair. I, yes. Yeah, the World's the Fair. Yeah. it was actually it was the World 1896 <laughs> when they invented the Ferris wheel. Holy shit, dude! Yeah, but we let me there. let me get to it. The principal of that school, who is also a stand-up comic, is coming to join us to talk about shit tonight. A twofer, <laughs> yeah, a neighborhood twofer. It's pretty great. No, that is. I mean, I there are only so many venues for bands of our ilk, parents. Y- yes, and school functions is definitely one of That's them. That's where you get your start. Before we ever played a bar, and we've played a couple now. Actually, before you and I were in a band together, I was in another parent band. Called that, your mama that also played that at played that's how at I, that same that's elementary how I got school. my start. It wow. was, uh, was yeah. was that a co-ed band? Is that why it, you said parent band? It was a co-ed band. It was sweet. It didn't it end se- up a bunch of dudes until years later. Yeah, they became a giant like sausage party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the few gigs in L.A. for a stand-up comedian is elementary school principal. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's true. Hey, so um, so everything's out of order tonight. But the fortunate thing. Is that you know because we all had to come all the way out here to Burbank to um, to record the show. I found us a really nice B and B. Oh yeah, or at least I guess it was a nice B and B. The pictures are all in black and white, which is a little bit sure, of a that's weird touch. Odd. That's oh. sense, sense dated. Yeah. They were all they're all yellowing in the edges too, but, which is weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well, let's walk on over to it. Okay. Yeah, heading towards it. Something mm-hmm. seems to be. Dripping from the walls. Why is it in black and white, yet we're in real life? I yeah, don't understand. This is really strange. <laughs> a house should not be in black and white. Oh, but wait, as we're walking onto the porch, now I'm black and white. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fucked up. This is fucked up. What's going on here? No, what the hell? You know what? It was a great price. You this know is what a they bad say, review. Adam, it doesn't matter. Why can't we just if go to black, black or white? white. <laughs> Why it doesn't matter if you're black and white. <laughs> Why couldn't we just go to the Safari Inn like everyone else in Burbank? I don't know. We did. I found a deal. <laughs> That's the Airbnb. <laughs> hey, yeah. Look, wait a minute. There's somebody in the kitchen. He's cleaning meat nice. cleavers. Yeah. Supposed to be, and there, and the meat cleaver blood is red. It's the only color in this place. What's yeah. going on here, sir? What do you call this place? Wow, <laughs> you've got a theme song for your Airbnb. That's. Is that why it's okay. so expensive? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Royalties. <laughs> All right. Well, we phoned that one in. Hey, we're in the we're in the uh, Airbnb. We're in Brian's house of wax. Brian, yep. Frank, this is an interesting Brian, one to me. And I've oh, had a really okay. fun week. Tell us all about your wax in your house. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Tell uh, us about your, wax. about your wax. Please take your please. shoes off. <laughs> Uh, if you're coming in. Before you hear about my wax. There's yeah. a lot of shoes here in the mudroom. <laughs> we have a lot there of There are my shoes. Tonight in the House of Wax, we were talking about In Excess Kick, which was their sixth album, as I previously mentioned, at the top of the show. Uh, it was originally released on October the 19th, 1987 which makes it 35 years old around the time of this recording. All right. Um, I listened to the 30th anniversary import 180-gram remaster reissue. I did not have this on vinyl when it came out. This is actually the first CD that I ever purchased. I didn't have a CD player. but But you bought a CD anyway. Well, my grandma's boyfriend got this bitchin' stereo. (laughs) And it had a CD player, and no one in my family had a single CD, but he had this bitch in stereo. So as a family, we purchased a CD. Because, you know, in 1987, a CD cost like $15.50, which is like $3,000 in today's money. It was like three tapes. Right. So 
wax personal anecdote. <laughs> yes. So uh, we got this CD, and the thing that the attractive one of the attractive parts about CDs is you can like skip the songs. Yeah. You know, super easy. Mind blowing. And of course, we bought an album where. I wanted to listen to every darn song. Yeah. yeah. I never skipped a song. It was so good, but we'll, we'll get there. So uh, this was their most commercially successful album. It has sold over 20 million copies. That sounds like a lot. Sweet Jesus, that's a lot of yeah, sales. That's a lot. 20 million. That that's is a lot. lot of records. It's a lot. And probably not predictable compared to how they got to this point. If you look at their career to date, uh, they had put out, and when I say I should be clear about this, when I say sixth album, it's not their sixth international album. It's their fourth international album. Because right. they had two that were in Australia only. Important to note. Very important. And I also wanted to mention... Put the import in important. Yes, exactly. And today, as we're recording this, not for y'all listening to this, uh, was the 40th anniversary of Shabu... Shuba. Shabu Shuba. Their third album or their first international album. And so I listened to that this morning, which really messed with my head coming in here today. <laughs> yeah, why'd you do that? Because well, I had to. It was the 40th anniversary. Right. I had to listen to it and I had to post it, but we'll we'll get to that too. You so, did look a little odd when you came in today. Yeah, you yeah. looked a little messed up. Yeah. You know, a uh, quick fact about Shabu Shaba yeah. is uh, our, as our longtime listeners know, Kevin and I played that played a song from that in our band. Yeah. I was thinking of you when that came on. The That's last a good song, song of the album. Isn't it? It's a great album. Well, okay, we'll get to this. I'm, I'm yes. skipping ahead. So, sorry, let's get to the Wax Facts. Wax So, their previous album in 1985, Listen Like Thieves. Oh, I love that uh, one. Is the one that brought them this international acclaim. But this was really the big, big breakthrough, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Listen Like Thieves had, of course, What You Need, which was their first uh, top five single in America. And the album peaked at number 11. And so what happened was when What You Need became that big hit with the band's blessing, uh, Michael Hutchins and Andrew Ferris took over the songwriting for the band. They realized and they came into their own that they're the guys. So Kick is the first album that was written just by the two of them. Mm. No input from the other members. George and Ringo were told to just play their instruments. <laughs> They got one song. Well, there's a keyboard player. There's a sax player. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, there's there a too. lot in this band. There's a lot so, going on. Um, and Listen Like Thieves was produced by Chris Thomas, and they brought him back for Kick. Kick hit number one in Australia and Canada, number three in America, number nine in the UK. In America, it spent 79 weeks in the top 200. Wow. 22 of those That's weeks. That's more than a year. That is more than a year. It's <laughs> almost two Math years. facts. And <laughs> calendar facts. And, facts. and 22 consecutive weeks in the top 10. This thing was a monster. Yeah. Four top 10 singles. Need You Tonight hit number one. Devil Inside hit number two. New Sensation hit number three. And Never Tear Us Apart hit number seven. Um, wow. And they recorded it at Rhinoceros Studios in Sydney, where they had uh, recorded uh, previously. And they actually uh, brought back the engineer, uh, well, the guy who owned that studio and worked on Shabu Shuba. I always mess up that Shabu Shuba. Thank you. Shabu Shuba. Uh, engineered. Shabu <laughs> Shuba. Thank you. Engineered. Okay. So what happened was they started recording. 
And there was a uh, tour booked by their manager, big European tour. And the producer felt like they didn't, it was good, but it wasn't quite there. Uh-oh. So he actually sent, this is, this is pretty good. So you're not quite there. So what does the producer do? Mm. He sends Michael Hutchins and Andrew Ferris to Hong Kong where uh, Michael Hutchins had an apartment to go write some more for two weeks. So they go away for two weeks to Hong Kong while the band, I guess, sits around and waits for them to come up with inspiration. The band, the rest of the band was told not to write anything. <laughs> exactly. Right. Don't get involved. Right. Don't even practice. <laughs> don't even, yeah, just don't bother. If you have a musical idea, just sit on it. Yeah, don't just wait for the next album. One bit. And they came back with Need You Tonight, Kick, and Calling All Nations. So that's a pretty Jeez, good... Jeez, those are good right. songs. Pretty good that two weeks. That is a good run. And then um, the producer uh, then booked a studio in Paris for them to finish the album. And the story is from their manager, that when this album was completed, he was super pumped. He's like, this is it, this is the one. Flew to New York to meet with their label, Atlantic Records, my former place of employ, and the label rejected the album. What? <laughs> yeah. Rejected fun the album, fun and facts. fun fact here, Reject facts. Atlantic said, we'll give you a million dollars to go re-record. Just oh, wow. start again. Forget your a budget. A million dollars. Here's a million bucks. Go go make another one. And <laughs> <laughs> proving that executives know exactly what to do. Right. right? They always, always. <laughs> they can hear it. They can hear it in the room. Yeah. And um and the manager had secretly set up a meeting with the radio department. Okay. And played them Need You Tonight. And they, of course, that, were that's like, undeniable. Like yeah. the first second, yeah. yeah. I don't, I don't see how anybody misses that. That's a hit. Well, apparently, whoever these unnamed executives <laughs> yes. were did, and uh, so convinced them, and they agreed to start uh, a secret college radio campaign, which does not cost a lot of money and would fly under the radar, and it worked, as we all know, and it. That's then, wild. Uh, Atlantic realized what they had on their hands. What they hands. had done. Yeah, and what they had exactly. rejected. They, they know what they yep. did. Yeah, yeah. so then the band paid them a million dollars. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, just, and, uh, I just love the idea of this executive going like, sorry, guys, you know I just what? don't hear five like, top ten like singles. This, right. is, this is no. This is garbage. This is not the previous yeah. four records we released of yours. Right. This is well, like how. <laughs> three, three, because they didn't three do that. Right, right. So. So those are my wax facts. Um, All right, let's get to and, the... Yeah, and like I was saying, for me, personally, I could not skip a song on this CD when I got this CD. This is my first time hearing In Excess. Didn't... I, I mean, Same I must have heard what you need, like, on the radio or something, uh, I guess, s- maybe. Same, I didn't know right? who it was. It yeah. was just one of those songs that was out there. There you go, exactly. Yeah. You must have heard What You Need. You might have heard Don't Change if you watched a lot of uh, Never did. MTV. Um, and well, uh, what's that one from the, the, the album before Listen Like Thieves? It was a huge hit mm, on mm-hmm. alternative the, I, I radio. I had never heard... Well, I have, a, I have a little, before we get into the From details. the swing, there was the a swing. song. Original did, Sin? Original Sin was a huge oh, hit. I remember Produced that. by Nile Rodgers and with Daryl Hall on backing Interesting. vocals. Interesting. Yeah. Um, before we even start, I have, a, I have yeah. an almost dad-related version of this, because I was, I, a few years ago, my car had a CD player still, and I had, one, C, I had one CD 
in the car, and it was this CD. So naturally, I listened to it on repeat. Was it my CD? Yeah, it was from your when I was CD. A child? <laughs> it so, might have been. So <laughs> I, it, it was like the only thing in the car, and I had it on repeat for like <laughs> six months. And I was carpooling with Rich Summer, friend and listener. Yes. His daughter. And noted actor. And noted actor, yes. Um, his daughter, I was carpooling with his daughter, my daughter. They were in the back. This album was playing. I overheard her talk to my daughter. She goes, this is the music my dad listens to. And I'm like, well, paying attention. Hmm? She goes, this is quintessential dad music. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> and I was like. It's so I, good that we're talking about this so, on the show. She was so right. And it was also so painful to find that out. Mm-hmm. So hard. Well, this was vital music. So in in listening to. <laughs> Title music for more than just dads. <laughs> Whatever that album is called. Shabu. Shabu Shaba. Shabu Shaba. You say it so confidently that yeah. as if we should be able yeah. to do that. I can't and, do it. I'm not even trying to do it. And listening to Shabu Shaba t- this like morning. It's not Dr. Seuss, guys. It's, yeah, and, and I could be <laughs> pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> it's not a tongue twister. And listening to Shabu Shaba this morning, Very nice. I realized that the band already had it in 1982. And I was surprised at how much I really love Shabu Shaba, and I recommend listening to it, Kevin. It's actually Shabu Shuba, it says, so I've Thank been pronouncing you. it wrong for oh. years. Shabu Shuba. Yeah. Oh, man. Shabu Shuba. Um, and what I realized with Kick is they refined it. They already had it. They were so developed in 1982, but Kick is like they amped up the pop element and got everything super tight and just put everything up, and it worked. But mm-hmm. Let me add to this, just for the framework. I didn't get into this album until the 2000s. Yeah, hmm. that's a good framework. I did not go... Until so you were a dad? I did actively did not go near it in 1987. Really? Because it was so poppy and... And it was it was it was like George Michael or New Kids to me. It yeah. was this super yeah. poppy. It was like the cheesy U2. Yeah. And yeah, then, exactly. And I knew the songs and they were fine, but I didn't I didn't I wasn't going to buy this record. I definitely just listened to the hits at the time. Yeah. A- at the time I listened to them a lot. Wow, I'm coming at this from a very different perspective. Yeah, well, I loved no- when I was in I think it was in junior high when I when I discovered Shabu Shaba. I loved it. Um, and then you mispronounced it there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> then Since uh, well, they never high. say it on the uh, there's no song called Shabu Shuba on the album. Um, and I'm probably pronouncing it exactly the way that Mark Goodman did. <laughs> In any case, um, when Listen Like Thieves came out, I think every music band, music fan goes through a, a douchebag phase. Uh, some for their entire lives, some for a very small moment of time. And that phase that I'm really talking about is when you love a band and then the whole world embraces them, mm-hmm. and you're both happy for their success, and you feel compelled to say, well, it's not as good as their right. earlier stuff. you got to be that, that guy. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, that was a very small phase for me. Like, the next year, R.E.M. Green came out, and people were complaining about them selling out, and I was like, there's great songs on this album. Yeah. Yeah. But for this one, Listen Like Thieves was so special to me, and I loved that album so much. Kick came out, and I was like, oh, yeah, great. It's more of the same, and all of a sudden, it's a massive, massive hit. And I kind of stopped you listening. Felt betrayed. To it. You yeah, felt betrayed. Yeah, turned your back on it. Yeah, I didn't turn my back completely on it. I know every song on this album, but yeah, it was it was sort of like I don't know. They're a pop band now that everybody loves. That was part of the popularity. I mean, again, I was thirteen, so something massively popular at this level was not attractive. <laughs> it was it was repellent. It was repellent, right? But again, it wasn't like I was like, oh, this is terrible. I heard the hits. I knew the hits. And then what's interesting in the nineties. 
I started to come more around on dance music in general, and then you two kind of became a version of In Excess. Yeah, that's very interesting. On on your beloved Octung Baby. Yeah, they they started pulling dance music into their... And then it was really elegantly wasted by In Excess, which is a great album and song. And then I was kind of like, wait, maybe I like In Excess. Maybe In Excess is a lot better. And then I bought this record... Every song is fucking gold. Yeah, right? no, let's, 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 get to lis- gold. let's get yeah. to listening to that, to talking about the actual listening right now. Yeah. Because this, I, I was unaware that this was as good as it was. As I said, I had it, but I, I resented In Excess for being, <laughs> for as, being popular. Po- as popular as they were. <laughs> they were my band! So did you throw away your In Excess shirts at that time? <laughs> no. Did you, cover, did you cover up your In Excess tattoo? I did have a Listen Like Thieves shirt at one point. Um, but, but yeah, the thing about this is the hits are great, but top to bottom, this album, well, kicks. Yeah. It's, yeah, and it's got kind of a cool progression because it's got that sort of like you know, right funk rock thing going the whole time through. But as the album progresses, it turns into a bigger and bigger party. All of a sudden, there's horn sections there in the last few cuts that yeah. are not there on Suicide Blonde or well, Suicide Blonde's uh, not Suicide Blonde. I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong album. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I meant the title. Uh, what you. <laughs> Which, uh, uh, um, yep. No, kick, kick the kick. song. Kick. kick the song is the secret treasure on the album. To Agreed. Me. Agreed. Yeah. yeah, but I can't. I mean, I, I talk about the first three songs on on Joshua Tree being a great run. There's a four song, five song run. Technically, you got to yeah. count mediate as part, yeah. Yeah. As part of, of that. Tonight, yeah, that yeah. really is unparalleled. There's like almost a whole side of this album that is nonstop hits. Yeah, and I would have to say Kick was the biggest surprise for me because it's a track I completely avoided at the time. <laughs> right, I, right. I ignored Kick Title it's track. by far my favorite now. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic. Secret, secret treasure. Yeah. And yeah, you the, know what? The one right after it, uh, Calling All Nations. Yep. Great. I mean, they decided let's just sort of remake Dancing in the Streets but write yeah. it ourselves. And they did a really good fucking job. We should all just party is the message. As long as we're dropping needles, just because of the context you gave us about Atlantic Records rejecting the album, Jeffy, just put on the beginning of Need You Tonight. Let's just hear what Atlantic Records decided to pay to get rid of. Because I... Already, I'm in. That's a yeah, hit. No. Yeah. From that. Yeah. No, From over no. here. Oh. No, I want you to notice that the bass is actually okay on this because I want to say something about their bass player in a second. That's kind of fun. That's kind of funky bass right there. Okay. Gary Gary Beers. Yeah. Is it? Gary Gary Beers. Gary Gary Beers. Um, here's my only um, complaint about the whole in excess thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're a rock funk band. Anything that has some funk in it needs to have, I think, a slightly more active and funky bass player than him. I think this album would be improved with just something a little faster, a little funkier, mm-hmm. um, dude, some fills. Dude, this is the hottest take of 1987. <laughs> <laughs> You're is, not wrong. I can't believe you're just throwing that shit yeah, out there it's right weird, now. It's wow. weird of us to be discussing an old <laughs> album. <laughs> and on the instrumentation front... Are they the last active band to have a full-time saxophone player? I was thinking that's E Street good, Band, NXS. That's not some ska band? Yes. Yeah. Um, right. Like a, well, rock right, right. a rock band. A rock band with a sax, sax player? Well, don't forget, Tina player. Turner had that Fabio guy. 
We, we've discussed we've it. Discussed you're, it. Right. Previously. you're right. There's a, a, band. a band. He's a band, band member. And you're not a guest star, and you're in nope. it, and you're not playing ska or some weird funk thing. You're band like a rock member. band. You're know, a rock band. No. I, I think, I think that right. I think you're because right. we've mentioned Kick so many times, and it is the title track, can I, can yeah. I play a little bit? Yeah, let's hear some saxophone. Kick. Yeah. I was like, what? How did I miss this? How? But I did too. They had too many hit songs. Too many hits. Radio wouldn't get burned out on hits. Yeah. No, this, this had singles through 1989. This album had singles yeah. through the end of 89. Like, that's over two years worth of singles is pretty fucking great. Well, and that's why I was on the top 200 for totally. <laughs> almost two years. For almost two, more than uh, a year. And um, to me, though, <laughs> Never Tear Us Apart yeah. still... Still works for me. Still that's tears like, you apart every time. time. Mixtape gold right there. And, and that is And let's it. not forget that's a great video, and all yeah. these videos are great videos, which yep. certainly doesn't hurt what, like, a It didn't hurt at the time. Completely yeah. all around success this was. It wasn't like yeah. great songs and bad videos. The whole package was killer. Mm-hmm. Too popular for my taste when I was trying to be like, what's something that's unpopular? Because that'll be cool. Yeah. I'm so glad. So you started trying to be cool at the age of 13 and gave it up like six months ago? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, no, it, uh, <laughs> no. It's interesting because when you're 13, you want to find things that are cool. It's hard to know what's cool, but it's easy to know what's not cool. That's true. That's a good point. And to your it point, is. I can tell this wasn't cool because this was the kind of music that your parents and teachers liked. And so the fact that oh. your family bought this family together CD. absolutely yeah. sold me on my point back then. Yeah. I was like, this is the kind of music my it's, mom would like, so it can't right. be that cool. It's what would my mom agree that both my sister <laughs> yeah. and I would agree on to. Yeah. And that was not Appetite for Destruction. No, which, which was Which you realized was yeah. out, and I had. <laughs> yeah. So think about that. I equally listened to this in Appetite for Destruction. That says yeah. a lot. Yeah. That says no. a lot. Uh, yeah. Wow. Any any uh, closing thoughts on this? I mean, it's just. I mean, usually we don't give a thumbs up or thumbs down, but we do say, put this on or don't. And I say this is an absolute put this yeah, on. Put it on. Moment. Keep it on. Yeah. If yeah. you haven't thought about it in a long time because it was so popular, it's easy to forget. Put it on. I mean, it's just one of those. It's one of those. It has all the hits that you know. And, and kick will kick your ass. It will. Yeah. And if you have a car with a CD player, make sure this is the only, <laughs> only CD, CD your kids, in your, your car. Kids will love yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah. Well, <laughs> with that, thank you for uh, for providing this excellent Airbnb house of wax, Brian Frank. That was yeah, better. Uh, leave yeah. the shoes. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> we'll be back with our special guest who has arrived at this this point. One of the one of the oddest hyphenates in Hollywood, comedian principal Eddie Gordon. After this. Dad Bam Land, we're back, everybody. We and, are back. And we are back. Our, our our late guest is alive. He's he was a late guest because he because he he ran into uh, some some troubles today because he's such a busy man. I've told you a little bit right? about it. Was his life threatened? His, his life was not threatened. Just oh. a regular day in yeah. the office. Okay, so <laughs> so to, to to backtrack for everybody, Kevin and I first started playing together at, at a school in Valley Village, California, where where uh, Kevin's kids used to go. Yes, uh, they graduated. <laughs> where they are one gone. of my kids, long gone, but you still have a kid. Yeah, you know, I still have a kid. 
kid there. And what we did was there was an annual music festival where all the kids got little rock and roll bands together. They did. And uh, we played as a parent band, the one parent yeah, band. Yeah, sometimes they would invite parents to start or end it, depending on, I think, how good the parent bad band was. Yeah, but to, to, by then we had already proved ourselves at the World Fair the previous year. We did prove ourselves, which was very important to the audience. That way people don't leave. Like, if you leave when the parent band comes on, you don't watch the kids perform. So that's what we, we couldn't ruin the show for everybody. You didn't want, they didn't want us to walk the show. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> so in any case, that school, the, uh, the Colfax Charter School, is in Valley Village, California. In 2019, I guess early 2020, they, those guys got a new principal from just down the street at the Carpenter School. Um, not, only, not only is he really cool, and he now presides over those events that you and I should be playing at again sometime sure. soon, but um, he's also a stand-up comedian, which I think is an, a mind-blowing hyphenate. I want to talk about all of that and the whole idea of coming into a job, being a principal during the pandemic where you can't meet your, the, your students or staff, really. Eddie Gorton. What's up, guys? How are we doing? Principal hey, on deck, everybody. Yeah, yeah. Eddie Thanks Gordon, for principal coming. Of comedy. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm honored to be here. Normally on stage, I never share uh, where I work or the city. I always say a neighborhood that rhymes with Bally Village. Oh, uh, oh. but you've blown my coverage. That's true. <laughs> well, we, 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 we can, can edit that out. No, no, it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. That's the first yes, thing I wanted uh, to ask about <laughs> is: Do you feel any pressure when you're performing as a comedian to kind of like represent well for the? Uh, for 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 the school, or do you just keep those things so separate that you never think about one when you're doing the other? Uh, well, it's all good till it's not. So I'm trying to be I'm trying to be uh, a great stand up, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and an amazing principal. Uh-huh. Uh, and those... you, you are that. I've that... never seen your stand up, but like the kids just love yeah, yeah, you. Yeah, no, I have a good if you're just... half as good at comedy, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Right. Uh, yeah. So there's obviously there's no um, professional crossover other than I have a whole lot of fun at my at my work. But uh, when I'm on stage, I kind of focus on. Uh, you know, my dad jokes, jokes about my amazing wife, um, and just my life. You don't do any school jokes? Uh, not, not, I can't get too detailed with the school right, jokes. Right, 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 right. So it's all like, you know, in general terms. Uh, right. This is kind of what right. happened. Yeah. Isn't this funny? <laughs> right. Because like, as, as we comedians know, everything is raw material, right? Everything is but raw material. But for you, accept that. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> except the thing you do right. all day. We, we change the dates and names to protect the innocent. Oh. Yes. And, and the guilty. <laughs> the names have all changed since you come around. And exactly. Yeah. exactly. But the dreams have remained. And, and they've turned around. around. Exactly. But I have a great time doing both. Uh, it's a dream come true. And I'm happy to be here tonight. Thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. To, um, you know, you per, we did, my wife and I hosted the latest edition of uh, the music festival, which is called... Kid Chella. Kid Chella. It's not yeah. Kid Palooza. We've been Kid-a-palooza. through that. Kid Stock. <laughs> now, Kid Stock would be Kid-stock. actually Kid Stock would be good. That might be that yeah. might go to the play this year. Kind of takes us back a little no, bit. No, yeah, you right, hosted. Just give the you, little you, trademark on you that hosted the whole thing. Meaning you introduced every band. You introduced most of the bands. Uh, right. Jeannie and I did most of it. And uh, there our band didn't play. There was what, no adult band. Was there good? Because it was the first. It was like the first big school event right out of the pandemic. Sure, but I want to make sure there's not like some band of younger. Hipster mustache dads who are playing a band, <laughs> Eddie, playing, um, playing a bunch of My Chemical I, I Romance. Promise, I promise bands. you guys, uh, there are no parent bands. There are no mustache bands. The they're, spot is still yours. Oh. They're not yes. allowed. Yeah, just yeah. make sure they're not allowed. Listen, Can uh, you put it in the bylaws? He just gave us a spot. You, it's yours. Yes. It's, it's, we've been reserving yes. it, and we kind of wonder where you were last year. It's like <laughs> kind of awkward. You didn't wonder. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's the next thing I want to get to. But I do want to before I get to that bit about yes. how like you, you had the weirdest transition of any administration ever. Yes. Um, I do want to point out that. 
there was an adult performance, not like adult performance, yeah, but a performance by What happened at the school after I left? Yeah. You, wow. you were the leader of it. Yeah. What? I am talking yes. about there was a giant dance number with Eddie lip syncing to the Jackson Fives with an ABC. ABC, a school yep. appropriate song. ABC. And you were yeah. in a satin shirt satin, and a yes. wig. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was a satin shirt that I used from a previous... Prince costume oh. at a different school. Are you a big Prince fan? Uh, at that moment, I was. We were doing some 80s stuff at my previous school. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then I had an Afro wig, and um, I got a lot of feedback on the lip sync. I guess uh, that was kind of looked down upon. What? They, they wanted me to actually. Oh, a real performance. Uh, they were like, why aren't you really singing? I'm Do like, you because sing? I'm not I'll tell you what, 11 kid, year old Michael Jackson. Kids, <laughs> kids can be cruel. Kids can be cruel. This was the, this was the parents. They were like, oh. well, we came here to see you. Parents oh, can yeah. be more. <laughs> wow. <laughs> parents can be cruel. So I'm, I'm ready for uh, this. That's uh, where the kids learn it. Spring semester. Uh, <laughs> I learned kid, it from kid show, uh, It's going down. I'll be singing. It's going down. Oh, you're singing? Oh, yeah. I can't. The feedback I took, I internalized it. Can I do something crazy here and offer to be your backing band for that? Let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. What are we doing? We'll figure it out. What education based song can I do? Anything ABC's been done. I'm always looking to go bigger and badder. Been caught reading. How about Conjunction Junction? Just cover Schoolhouse Rock the whole album. Well, you know, that was a hidden treasure that I launched just a couple weeks ago was the Lemonheads doing My Hero Zero. Right. It's a great cover. That's funny. <laughs> okay, so now talk about the whole, like, you're down the road at the other school. You're right. an assistant principal. Everybody loves you. By the way, the friends that I have uh, who had ki- who had kids at Carpenter were like, I can't believe you're taking our rock star. We had a lot of fun over there. Yeah. We had a good time. But uh, then you come in, and give me the timeline of, like, when you come in and when civilization dies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, uh, so civilization uh, <laughs> was on the fritz. March of 2020, we got through that spring semester. We go into summer. I'm still the assistant principal. Um, and then we start the school year. It's like August, we come back, and all of a sudden, uh, there, you know, there's a job opening for a principal spot down the street. But you can't walk into the school. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. They're like, they're, they're, you know, we want you to interview for this job, but you can't see anybody unless you're on Zoom. <laughs> so uh, I interviewed uh, on Zoom, and, that, and that, was, uh, that was awesome. Met everybody on Zoom. I got to the position, once I, I accepted a job, September of 2020, and everyone's at home. And we are like knee deep, and that's your new job. And brand new, you're in charge of this school, and no, it's just tumbleweed it and thousands of bottles of hand sanitizer <laughs> and <laughs> caution tape around the uh, the playground. I remember that. It was it was nuts. It was, it was, was nuts. it super stressful? Principally through a pandemic. Uh, yeah, is, is at nuts. a new school, oh, at a brand I new school, imagine. you know nobody. Uh, I don't recommend it. We got through it though. You did. We got through. I mean, so you know, I was on Zoom, so now I'm kind of like performing. I'm trying to build community. I'm trying to. You started myself. the morning show. There was a morning right. show, like oh, wow. a morning talk show, hosted by Eddie, but with like the student council c- contributing their right. stuff. So we, what? Every that wasn't day a thing, was we it? created. It, it was quite the task. One of those things that you do it once. Like we do this every day, and then like nine minutes in, you're like, "This is every day we do this." <laughs> um, it's, it's. We still do it. We do it every Friday. Yes, now. my we've daughter become, is now the the, tr- the uh, secretary, right. so right. she's on it. We've dialed it back a little bit, but it was uh, every. Day, it's the best little morning show in LA. <laughs> yes, wow, it was great, and we we killed it. It was awesome. Oh, Those kids great. were awesome. They still are. The kids have so much fun. They all have a little segment: sports, weather, current events. Uh, I tell some jokes, and uh, the community digs it. We advertise our events through that. We you know announcements and whatnot. But it really did that served as our main tool 
to keep the community connected to the school, what was going on, and everyone was watching. Sure. Uh, and it was amazing. It was pretty it's, cool. It's fan- it was fantastic. And, um, okay, so now we've got your guarantee that we're going to be the band this yeah. year at yeah. Coachella. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah. But, so you can but leave. Let me ask yeah, you. I was going to say. Band <laughs> <them> out. <laughs> yeah, that's why you're <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, so you're done. Can you write that down? Can you write <laughs> that down, please? <laughs> so let me, let me ask you, because th- this has struck me in so many places. I'm sure it was a huge deal there when civilization finally came back to school. Right. You've got all these families that had since graduated out. Mm-hmm. How much institutional knowledge was lost? Did anyone tell you, hey, there's this great dad band that plays Coachella every year? Institutional knowledge, <laughs> you know, that would um, be. I, it didn't come up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? But other things, too, right? I mean, that was my way in at it. No, like, no, of course. Because yeah. so you know, there's the mom that knows everything, but now her kid's in, in middle school. Right, right. So, you know, there's, there's, some, there's some crossover cultural things. This is how we do it here. Uh, this is how the previous administration operated. Right. And so you have right. to kind of, well, this is, you know, kind of what I want to put my stamp on. Uh, but you, you, you never want to go into a new position, whatever your career is, uh, especially principal. You don't walk in and just say, we're changing everything. Right. right, and so you kind of you kind of ride the ride the ship and do what you can and shake hands and and be well. Now you can shake hands. Be, be exactly <laughs> yeah, time. Uh, uh, press the like button on Zoom, uh, high five on Zoom. Uh, yeah, and you just kind of you want to build community. My whole thing was there, like, let me just get to know everybody and have them know me, um, and not mess this thing up <laughs> on Zoom. Yeah, everyone came back in April of that school year. Uh, you maybe remember there was a couple choices. There was like a hybrid choice, and kids could do like a half day, yeah. and, uh, and that was interesting. And we got through that school year. Um, uh, I'll never forget it. It's just, a, just an amazing it, experience. I remember the day in April when my daughter got to go. You know, a third grader, right. or yeah. got to go to school for the first time in uh, in quite a while. Maybe she's a second grade at that point. She came home and she was jumping on the bed, asking, you know, so happy and asking if. She could go back to school live the next day, or even again this month. It was yeah, we the saddest wanted, thing. We you've all ever wanted seen. to get yeah. back. The teachers were were you know dying to get back. The kids obviously it was emotional. Yeah, like the community you know really wanted to see the school, see the space. It's it's just an invitation to get back to normal, and that's what that that's what the school serves is like normalcy. Um, and so the pressure to to give that to them and make it right uh, by them was was there. And uh, I think we did a good job. I have an amazing yeah. staff, and we just you, you really do. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's uh, we, right before we get to the um, question uh, du jour, which we're going to go to Jeffy's jukebox in just a minute. Sure. Um, I'm going to give you a chance to plug your other gig. Yeah. Where where are we where are we going to see you next? Oh, because right. we have a fair share of listeners in Southern California. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we so might be able to get you as many as three audience. Members. I like that. Three, maybe four. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I do I do some stand up in LA. I've done some traveling with uh, the amazing Dan. You guys watch Bob's Burgers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the voice of Tina. Uh, there's a guy named Dan Mintz, friend of mine. Yes. And uh, I travel with him whenever I can. Uh, we just got back from Canada. Uh, oh, wow. Last week, doing some shows in Canada, which is kind of cool. Um, so when I can get on the road with him, I do that. That's amazing. But normally in L.A., I'm at the Comedy Chateau on Lancashire, and I have a show there next Friday, October 21st at 730 um, that that would be the day this show drops. Yeah. So. yeah. Okay. So they can, <laughs> they can drop <laughs> the <laughs> <tonight. laughs> drop the podcast. Get to the show okay, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to the podcast on the way to the yeah, show. You can listen to this podcast anytime. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Get to the show. <laughs> it's too late. Yes. But uh, for other shows and flyers, uh, you can find me on Instagram at Principal of Comedy. Uh, make sure you spell Principal correctly. Uh, well, that's P-A-L. Principal. They're not welcome at your shows, man, so <laughs> correct. Yeah. 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 Principal of Comedy, uh, all the flyers and, and little skits and funny moments and, and pictures, it's, it's good stuff. So, yeah, it's, it's two different worlds, uh, but I try to 
mix them when I can, and uh, I have a good time on stage. It's it's fun. Excellent. All Excellent. Right. Well, I'll see, I'll see you all year. Kevin, we'll see you next at uh, Kidcella. Nice. Let's go Kid down stock. the road to that glowing. <laughs> it's not Kidstock. It's, it's taken off. Kidstock. No. <laughs> Let's go to down it's the road to that off. glowing um, honky tonk wherein resides oh, yeah. a blue neon amazing jukebox. And the man standing next to it is Jeffy Brandon. Jeffy, tell us about the jukebox tonight. Well, uh, welcome to Jeffy's jukebox. It's 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 mind blowers this week, and I would I would love to read uh, the listener letter that suggested this topic. All right. Okay. But it does not exist. No, it does not. <laughs> because okay. we Make one up. came up with this topic, and. Um, do you want to read my text about it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Dear Jeffy. Did you send me a text about it? Well, I sent the whole did. group of text. Yeah. It, it's not worth looking You don't at. have to look it's, at it. It's not it's worth not it. It's not it. Don't. Is it, it, really about mind it, it was like, how about, an, how about mind blowers? Yeah. Like <laughs> no, I remember it's a little. But these are songs that, like, for the, the second you heard it, they kind of changed your musical life. Yeah. You know, yeah. Just like, yeah. bang. Mind blowers, life changers. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's, that's pretty good, Adam. Oh wow! Thank you. <laughs> you should write that down. Thanks for introducing write a letter. Oh. Oh. oh no 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 oh. no! That was a genuine thank you. Jeez. <laughs> it, felt real, it felt real to me. You I guys did. have been hurt a we, lot. Hurt by you? Yeah. Not what? <laughs> hurt people. Hurt people. I hurt because I hurt. All right. Um, okay. Go ahead, Jeffy. Why don't you do the first one? Throw the first All right, I'm log gonna, on the fire. I'm throw the first log on the fire, as it were. And uh, this song, let's see. It was. 1989. Hmm. And, a number. Uh, a number. Another, Another summer. <laughs> That's right. Uh, uh, one of my uh, college roommates was into this kind of music that I had never really listened to before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Garth Brooks. what? <laughs> he was a no mathematician, offenses. and he was really into the math. Mm-hmm. Simon mm-hmm. and Garfunkel. <laughs> and, and really, Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> he put this on, and I was like, what? And then I was like, oh my God. I'm so into this. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's undeniable. Here it comes. Why are they so angry? <laughs> so tight. All right. So that's, good stuff. that's Master of Puppets by Metallica. Yeah. Oh, shit. From yeah. the album Master of Puppets. Right. Oh, by Metallica. Uh, by Metallica. Yeah. Well. That was not yeah. your style of music. It was not. Yeah. It, it was not my style of music. It was not the kind of music that... Um, my people listen to. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Your people. That was yeah, my that was people. You, by, like, by that, you mean Chicagoans? Yes, uh, I mean yeah. South. <laughs> I mean <laughs> Southsiders. Okay. Actually, I mean specifically Southsiders who are Cubs fans. Mm. Ooh. So that's problematic. That's a that's a small. Yeah. But that was Master full, Puppets, full and then I was in love with Metallica, and and that opened the door to other music of that ilk. For, and it had been entirely closed off before. It, <laughs> it was my kind of music, and that still fucking blew my mind when I first heard it. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. It's, it's still unbelievable. Crazy. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's fantastic. All right. Pick somebody else. It's All your right. jukebox. You, you choose what platter goes My in next. My jukebox says we are going to Kevin. Oh, hey, okay. 
picking up in a similar time period. This is 1987-themed, much like NXS. Sweet. This is a few months before that album came out. Part of the reason why I probably didn't get into that album. This is a distinct crossroads in my life. Because I was at the record store. I still bought records in 1987. I was like the only fucking person who did that. Good job. And I had in my hand a Whitney Houston album that just came out. And Motley Crue, Girls, Girls, Girls. And I was like, which one should I fucking yeah. buy? Ooh. I could you tell you, only, but you're going to make the wrong choice. Decisions. And I, and <laughs> I was like, what if I had a time machine, I could fix you. Yeah, you could find the point where it all changed. We've yeah. discussed both of these albums. Yeah. <laughs> we have. And they're yeah. both great. Time yeah. has shown me they're both great. But yeah. in that moment, in I had, that moment, I had $7 to my name. And I was like, well, I'm fucking buying Motley Crue. Let's see what this sounds uh, like. I walked home. I put this record on. And I just started playing guitar. I had a guitar. I was jangly. Yep. I thought I had put it on at 45. Like the drums and the guitars were so fast. I was like, what the fuck what's is this? What's wrong with my record player? This? Yeah, what's wrong with my record player? <laughs> Holy shit. And then I realized this is, it was Wild Side, which is still my favorite Motley Crue song, which opens the album Girls, Drop Girls, it. Girls. Undeniable. And, and then you heard Vince Neil's voice, and you still thought your turntable <laughs> was like, on 45. Would, yeah. That's funny. You're I like, was like, it's out of is tune. That, is that how, did, is that how, did my, how did my turntable get out of tune? Is that Whitney record still available? Yeah. It, uh, uh, was it Whitney? What, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you went with so Whitney. I went, yeah. So I didn't get, I went with crew, and that's exactly why you don't buy kick like three months later. Like you eventually, I was like, this yeah. is all I'm going to listen to for the next two or three years until, until I came out of that phase. But that was... The mind-blowing moment. I didn't pick Nirvana, which is everyone's mind-blowing moment, and I want to point that out because that's obvious. I didn't pick that. No, because Nirvana didn't one. hit me like a train. It just, like, slowly built uh, on me. I had to stop the car when I heard Nirvana. I was like, fuck, oh. what is this shit? Wow. <laughs> and then that was that was an all-time changer, but I feel like that's the hanging fruit for us Gen Xers. Yeah, that's okay. always there. This is a very, very specific good. one that no one else is going to pick. Let's all do right. another. Let's do another. Let's do Brian Frank. Okay, so mine is a little earlier than that. I gave you a specific. You gave me, you gave me notes. Cue. I'm, I'm perfect. I'm so uh, this was something that uh, uh, I had never heard this band before, and I had just started. I had played the drums as we talked about since I was really small, but this is when I first started playing a drum kit and starting to understand the music that was coming out. What I heard on a record, like trying to figure out in my brain. How do I replicate that? How do I play that? And so uh, a friend of mine told me about this band, gave me this tape, and I listened to this, and it was this moment of this song where I was like, I do not understand how he is making these sounds, and I need to figure <laughs> out what the hell this is. What year is it? For me or for the recording? Eighty. Whoa. Six. Jesus. It's tuned to a major scale there. Like, how do you play notes on the drums? Is this some Neil Peart shit? It's Neil Peart. <laughs> this is Rush YYZ live uh, exit stage left, which came out in like 81 or something. But, you know, I was too young at that point. So. He's not yeah. a bad drummer. 
Wow. So I, I was like, I don't understand how you play notes on drums. And then, right. of course, as we all know, then I figured that part out. And that's why we did uh, Conga by Miami Sound Machine. And <laughs> Marching Man. Wow, that's a good one. That is a good that one. Yeah. You want to, you want to, uh, you want to, should wanna I go? jump in? Yeah, okay. Uh, g- yeah, and we'll keep or, up with, 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 the, with the vaunted tradition of having the guests go last. All right. Um, okay, <laughs> which excited. we are just now <laughs> establishing. My, because my track sounds nothing like these tracks. Actually, <laughs> that, that'd be yeah. fine. All right, I'll do mine. I, there, were the two, there were two that I was trying to decide on, and um, the one when I was eight years old and one when I was well into my 40s. I'm going to go to my 40s because I know that Kevin loves this album too. And I had a, a, a the same aforementioned friend uh, that I was talking about during the break. He lives up in San Francisco, exposes me all, all kinds of music. In 2015 or late 2014, he walked into my kitchen where I was making dinner and said, you're not going to believe this album. And I listened to the first few tracks and I was like, this is really good. And then track number four hit, hit it. I spent the next year obsessed with this album, as did Kevin Burke. True. I try to be like no, no, no. That's my <laughs> no, guilty pleasure. I did not that obsess was... that song for a yeah, year. Sorry, I'll tell you that much. Whatever that sorry was. Sorry to step on your... That's okay. See, at yep. this point, the mind is already blowing for me. <laughs> yeah, steam is coming out of my ears right now. Let's get a little bit of vocal. Oh. I was thinking, what language is that? I love that piano. Okay, so that of course is um, uh, that one's. I can't remember the name of the track. Sugar Daddy. It's Sugar Daddy from D'Angelo's Black Messiah. That album is a masterpiece. Wow. Um, interestingly, this song doesn't. You know, it's kind of like outside of the theme of yeah, a lot of the album. It's, it's really a yeah. single, but it the sound of it is unbelievable. It's I felt great. like I'd rediscovered the new Prince. And like, unlike yeah. Kevin, I wasn't a huge D'Angelo fan leading up to that. I then backtracked and got and listened to the other two. Yeah, I was, I, I mean, it's almost like a reverse mind blown because I loved him in the 90s and then in 2000. He was gone for 14 years. Yeah, it was like, what, it was like, ha- what happened to him? He, he got stayed, insecure he about his nap. image. He, yeah. You know what? You know what he does? He, he pulled a, Chinese democracy, but made a yeah. good album. Okay, is what happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like he, he spent forever on this, and it came out. And it was Everyone loved him, and then it was like, where did the album go? Well, he, he wasn't, wasn't even going to re- He wasn't ready to release the album. It was yeah. probably never going to come out. Too much pressure. Happened? Yeah. Too much pressure. And, and then, of, and yeah, then yeah. Um, the whole Ferguson thing happened, and and Black Lives Matter happened, and he felt like, well, this album has a lot to say to this particular moment, sure, sure. and so he dropped it overnight, unannounced. Yeah, it came out of nowhere. Sudden, yeah. So I had long given up on him ever doing anything good again, and then he blew me away with this record, which is just. Incredible. The best. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Eddie, what you got for us? I'm taking to I'm taking you to what I think is the greatest year in hip hop. Oh. Nineteen ninety eight. Oh, we're wow. gonna have an argument. I don't I don't know. I don't know if you guys are ready for this. I think you're a little younger than I'm us. Ready for this. I'm ready for this. I'm ready for this. Nineteen ninety eight. Because I would have yeah. gone with eighty nine. Yeah. No, no, no. Nineteen ninety eight was uh, was was what we think, me and my friends think is the uh, the most Greatest of albums all dropped uh, in that time. That seems uh, reasonable. To yeah, me. there's a lot of like solid. I can just put this on and play. We call it Soup mm-hmm. to Nuts albums, right? Uh, which is great. This is my uh, favorite hip hop group of all time. Uh, they are from Atlanta, Georgia. 
Oh, and we're talking about Outcast. Yes, yeah, we are. Yeah, uh, many talk- times on this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. This so, is um, welcome company. I'm a big fan. I think I love Outcast because they love Too Short, and I'm from the Bay Area, and I can feel that and hear that. Oh wow! In that music, right? So they were kind of raised as I was raised, mm-hmm. um, with all of that. Uh, Pippin and drug dealing. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, music, All music, that that implies. Uh, music, and that's how I became principal. No, and so um, I love this group. I love this album. This is the title track. Yeah. Wow, you got chills. Even the sun goes down. Heroes eventually die. Horoscopes often lie and sometimes lie. Nothing is for show, nothing is for certain. Nothing lasts forever, but until they close the curtain. It's Tim and I, a swim and I. Yeah, oh, this, this track uh, this track has basically two halves. You got yeah. the big boy half, like most of the things right. they do. Yeah. The Andre half, uh, which annihilates the entire thing. Uh, his rhyme styles are ridiculous. Uh, big boy and Andre three thousand. I love him. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. My my second choice. Yes. Is from ten years earlier, okay. and maybe I'm ten years older than you because to <laughs> me that year, well ninety four. Okay. But also nineteen eighty eight. Right. Maybe the best year of hip hop. Oh yeah. I'm, well, that's I'm Nation just, of Millions, just, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah. I mean, that's, okay, so, I mean, oh, is it? Bring the noise. <laughs> Can we listen to Bring the Noise? Authentic. For a yeah, that hold authentic hip hop yeah. conversation is real, yeah. but I feel like right before you get to two thousands, yeah. there was some still just some. Yeah. It was like almost back against the wall, still trying to be hip hop before it just went to Nelly and nonsense. But yeah. and that that, that <laughs> album was Stankonia, right? That no. was Aquimini. Oh, it was Aquimini. Yeah, 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 before Stankonia. Yeah, yeah. Stankonia was no, next in 2000. Yeah, Bombs Over Baghdad yeah. was on my list of yes. songs that that's, fucking blew me away. That's like, a real one, too. Interesting yeah. level. When that album first came out, I was kind of like, eh, on the fence about it. Uh-huh. And then I went home for the summer, and I came back, and I was like, oh, my God. It was, that was, so it, took, it, was like a, it took a little bit, but totally blew my mind, and I haven't stopped playing it since. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> that's yeah. a, a worthy contribution. Yeah, Thank yes. you so oh, much. Yeah, you're Killer. welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. Nice. Uh, all right. So um, uh, we're going to encourage our listeners to uh, to submit their own mind blowers, because oh, I think this is do. a very promising uh, area. No, there's yeah. a I lot had of many more that I wanted to same, do. There are way too many stable minds around. We need to blow them up. They need to, to be blown. Yes. All right. And uh, with that, we're about to take a break. But again, Eddie Gordon, principal comedian, Eddie Gordon, I want to thank you for coming down to the yeah, show. It was a pleasure. You fit right in here. Thank thank you. Yeah, have me again. I'd love to come back and just talk oh, to you. This great. Is all, yeah, I'll be back. Let me know. Yeah, thank we you should have a we should have a Kidchella talk down. I'm with that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can tell us that we're better than the kids who play. <laughs> I, I will tell you. To your face, I will tell you that. I promise. Uh, you guys are the new house band. Uh, we'll, we should do something good. Let's let's make it happen. Done. Absolutely. You guys uh, play your instruments. Done. Yeah, they have no I'll other gigs. So this is going to work out great. Got one gig coming up in May. Yeah, that's right. Kidchella. Kidstock. Kidstock. It's not Kidstock. Yes. <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah. Follow me on Instagram, Principal of Comedy. Thank you guys for having Kids me. Boys. All right, Eddie Thanks Gordon, everybody. Here. We'll be back with more Woo. Dad Band Land after DBL. this important yeah. message. DBL. DBL. 
Dad Bandland is back. DBL is DBL. in the house, and we have a special surprise for you. <laughs> Eddie won't leave. He's back. Uh, <laughs> I was having so much fun. This, oh, they, the, this format is so all on the place, chair. Yeah. Oh yeah, we couldn't. We, changed. we couldn't pry <laughs> yes, him away. Well, this, so 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 Principal Eddie Gordon has decided to stay because he has a guilty pleasure for us. And this you, podcast is my guilty pleasure. Yes, let's hope you don't feel too guilty. About yeah, you it. should tell people, everybody out there. Remember, I drop us reviews on on the podcast app. Smash that like button. Smash, <laughs> smash the like button and so it didn't sound up. great. Does that work? I yeah, feel like we can't say. use smash anymore. You know that's what, what the kids you know, say. I'll tell you smash what, yeah, that do. like button. They yeah. do smash that like button. But you know, we've, we rarely have people come physically in here because we were doing this like principling in the yeah. Zoom era for Zoom, so long. Yeah, yeah, yes. That this is kind of awesome. Like once, you, really once you come here, yeah. you can stick around for the whole thing. I don't know what guilty pleasure you've got. Like yeah, this yeah. is yeah. this is yeah. super this awesome. This is way better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is way better. So let's do it. These are guilty pleasures, songs that you love, and you might be, you know, that you should at least maybe be a little embarrassed by it. Um, <laughs> I want to take you to uh, the the the, uh, the mid part of. I think this is a two thousand and six or seven song. Jeff, you know you're looking right at it. Um. Uh... How do I do that? Oh, don't worry about it. Um, the art, I, I'm not going to hide anything. I'm just going to tell you that I love this song. Uh, the artist's name is Mika, and uh, he he brings a little bit of Freddie Mercury to the table. He brings a little bit of everything to the table. This was a number one hit Why? in the UK. Why do you feel guilty? Uh, let's play a little bit of Grace Kelly. Without making me try, I try to be like Grace Kelly. You guys don't know this. Never heard this. Here comes the chorus. You might enjoy. Listen to his vocal range. I've heard this. Yeah. This, this is too much. <laughs> too many notes. Yeah. And he's about to take out a I megaphone. <laughs> I, I, I think. You may have blown his mind with your guilty <laughs> pleasure. Right, cut, cut, cut it off. Yeah, um, so, yeah, that Mika, went places I was not ready for. It, it's a very weird cut <laughs> to octaves that I, you were not ready yeah, for. I didn't think it could be done. It was like one of those things where it zooms out from the earth and you just keep getting higher and higher. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you might, also, he, he wears his influences on his sleeve. You might have noticed the lyric there. I tried to be like Grace Kelly, but all her looks were too sad. So I tried a little Freddie, and he is trying to do a Freddie Mercury voice. Yeah. To be fair, he is not queen. I think no, I think no. over the years I've just discovered that he's got this fabulous voice and he can do a good single every once in a while. Um, but I, I won't be putting on a Mika album uh, anytime soon. But boy, I love that song. My kids love that song. No, That's, it was catchy. It's never super. Heard it. My duper, kids love that song too. Yeah, and yeah. unpredictable. Yeah, yeah. I did you not. have to find music that you can enjoy that's kid friendly. Absolutely yeah. true. Yeah. yeah, not me. Well, no, yeah, no, no. You, <laughs> not you. You don't. Not no. you. That's I don't what the car's to. for. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, Kevin, you're up next. Oh, I'm buddy. up next. All right. So mine, I have no. I'm just gonna be clear. I have no guilt about my love of this song. Okay. It's timed in with the theme. This just sort of pleasure. Mid to late '80s. The only guilt is that this is the first song I've ever heard of this artist, and it's preposterous because this has become one of my favorite artists. But you never know, and I see this with my kids in TikTok. You never know what point of entry is gonna be. Right. Somebody. Right. So this, of course, well, why don't you play the song? We can take it to the chorus. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? Oh my god. This is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> You're with your baby in your 
you know exactly what this is. What is this? No. I have no idea what this is. You guys are not watching the same movies I was. <laughs> no. We're going to do the chorus then. Is this from Hot Dog, the movie? Oh, you wish. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> We're getting very close to the chorus. You're going you're gonna to suffer until then. Yep. Okay, there's some lyrics here. Halloween 7. <laughs> Batman 2. Friday the 13th, guys. Parts. Oh. That. The man behind the mask. That, of course, is He's Back, The Man Behind the Mask by Alice Cooper from Friday the 13th, Part 6, Jason Lives. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Sure. Which that's was, the one with the Corey in it, right? <laughs> and that uh, was no, your, that is, that's, that's, four, that's uh, the final chapter. Oh, the final chapter. That's that four of the final chapter. This is thanks. six, Jason Lives. That's that was after. the beginning <laughs> yes. of you and Alice Cooper right there. Jason that is the, the first Alice Cooper song I ever heard. That is oh, wow. And I love Alice Cooper. Wow. But I didn't know that he in had it. In spite of the fact that that was the first that song That was my you way heard. in. Well, it was about Jason. The video had Jason in it. It was tailor-made for me right. at this time at wow. 12. And that's a great, still a great song. I got super pumped just hearing it. Wow. Well, you know... um. You're not guilty about it. I have yeah. no guilt. I would just consider pleasure. a just little bit of guilt pleasure. if I were you. No. No. <laughs> tis not guilt, tis merely pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we we have this is a lunatic round of guilty yes. pleasure. Well, that was also part of my Halloween themed month. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah. Horror. Themed. I remember that album cover. Yes, it's from Constrictor as yeah. well as the soundtrack. Mm. So. Yeah. Brian, what you got? Brian. So, <laughs> please move on. Let's talk. Let's talk more about this. Would you like to know no. what this else is, is on this is not, this is Tell not us about get... the second Alice Cooper yeah. song you ever heard. <laughs> what about my first Friday the 13th film I ever saw? Uh, okay, let's. This I is not going to get any better. So, last week, yours or this conversation? After the, this conversation okay. is not going to get any better. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Last week, after we finished recording, yes, I was driving home. As I do. And <laughs> uh, the radio it. was on. Okay. And this song came on the radio. And I'm in, you know, my blacked out car with my tinted windows, the windows down. The song comes on. The wind's going through my hair. And I'm like, I got to crank this shit. This is the fucking shit. I forgot. <laughs> I haven't heard this song yes. since yes. I was like a little kid. Ah. Wow. And I just cranked it up. And I'm sitting there, and someone pulls up next to me, and they, <laughs> yes. they see what I look like, and they see my car, and they're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> Mine blue. Let's, let's hear it. I've been looking at people. Oh, I recognize a Fender Rhodes, all right. What the fuck radio station and were you listening to? Yeah. The bridge on Sirius XM. <laughs> <laughs> It's usually what I'm listening to when I'm driving. Or else I'll drive my car into the car in front of me. Why would you feel guilty about this? Maybe it's me who's gone crazy. Anyone know this song? Uh, not yet. Not uh, yet. Person next to the traffic, their mind was blown. Yeah. 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 Their mind was like, guilty yeah. You couldn't have been cranking this. <laughs> and they went to their podcast and they're like, I have a mind blower. Yeah. This fucking guy. As they push yeah. him over the cliff. There that comes. was my guilty pleasure. All right, hold on, we got to feel it. So what's the glory in living? Doesn't anybody <laughs> single tear, one tear coming down Eddie's cheek. <laughs> and if love never lasts forever, 
What's forever for? Right. Wow. If love doesn't wow. last forever, what is forever for? So this is Michael Martin Murphy. This is the first of his two number ones on the country chart. I didn't realize it's a country song, but okay. No, uh, I, I would do right away. It also hit number 19 on the, you know, Hot 100. Chart charts. And, um, is this the song that invented rock punk? Charts? Is this why punk was invented? Yeah, No, this is 1982. <laughs> They're mad. <laughs> no. Yeah, 1982. It was originally released by England Dan and John Ford, Ford Coley, Coley on their 1979 album, Dr. Heckle and Mr. So Jive. It's a cover? Ooh, Dr. It's a Heckle cover of a cover. Deep cuts. Yeah. Wow. It's a cover of a cover. Michael Martin Murphy. And it just struck something in me. It was something that I heard like when I was a little yeah, kid. Yeah, I've it's never so heard it before. Oh, it's, it Listen seems like lyrics. it struck you pretty hard. Yeah. No, I, this, I mean, my, my blood touching. pressure dropped. It's definitely I'm touched. There. Yeah. Uh, you may be touched as well. That's, uh, wow. Me we, touch you. What are we doing to our I'm listeners this time? <laughs> well, <laughs> now it's not going to get any better. This song is from 2004. And. Um, it's a mashup. Mm. All right. Oh, why is it uh, guilty? Why are you guilty? I think you'll know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Far too kind. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ready? Uh, Can I get an encore? Do you want more? Cook and roll with the Brooklyn boys. So for one last time, I need y'all to roll. Get him, Jay. Who you know fresher than ho? Riddle me that. The rest of y'all know where I'm lurking, yeah. Can none of y'all mirror me back? Yeah, hear me rap, it's like hand G rapping his prime. I'm young H.O. Raps great for dead. Back to take over. All right, everybody knows Jay-Z's a genius. Yes. But whoever thought to... Combine those two songs is also genius. <laughs> well, here's they, the thing: they is, did a project together. Yeah, it's yeah. not a mashup. It's man? a mashup. Who, who's it's, the guy with the long beard? The producer, Rick, 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 Rick Rubin. Rubin. Yeah. So it's not a mashup. That's Rubin, right? It's, yeah, I think it's, so. it's, 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 no, no, no. Tell everybody no. what they just heard. Sorry. Sorry, that is "Numb Encore" by Jay Z and Linkin Park. Yeah. So they performed together live right. on this MTV special mm-hmm. and recorded this record and released it. Is that which I have on vinyl? MTV thing is that that was. It was some, I don't know what weird show it was. It was some weird. I never yeah. heard. Uh, I don't yeah. think I've heard. And and, and the record. guilty part is Linkin Park, I'm guessing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, uh, uh, as I said, the N-word, that's that's a perennial that's problem there for, for me. Sure. So can I share? I've yes, never, I never heard the N-word in that song until right Oh, you've now. only heard the clean only version. Only the radio version. I'm like, oh, oh wow. There, uh, there is the N-word there. Yeah. yeah, only radio. I'm stunned by what we have brought tonight. <laughs> the, the guilty pleasure is the mashup. I like, I like it, that. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. All, All right. right. And, I, and I learned something about a song that I brought, which I thought it was a mashup, and it's And it's, it's a project. Well, it is, sort of. Yeah, well. Yeah. It's, it's a melange. A, but it's not them matching up the songs. Right. It's them performing it together, together. which yeah, is yeah. different. It's a, yeah, us mashing it's, up It's like a for... super mashup. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Eddie Gorton, bring us home. Bring us home. I'm, I'm keeping it at 98. Uh, yeah. Give right. your pleasure. I like what I mean by that is uh, people always ask, what's your karaoke song? Oh, oh right. Yeah. This is my That's goddamn karaoke song. Oh, man. For a future Ooh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure you don't lip sync at karaoke, though. No, no, I'm I'm sure no I try to sing this. This is also that moment in traffic where you're bumping this and pulls up like, what's that guy doing listening to that song? Play it. Yes. 
I'm now picturing you karaoke in this. Yes. This is also a true story. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I think this is a hidden treasure. Yeah. It might be. So good. Yeah. Cars in the front yard. Mm-hmm. Who's one of Fantastic. Come on. That, that, actually, that actually hits me in a personal yeah. place. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, and, and, Eddie, yard. as a tradition, yeah. tell our listeners what and from what that is. Uh, that is Lit, My Own Worst Enemy, 1998. Uh, yeah, like I said, one of my favorite karaoke songs uh, that I, if I were to sing karaoke, I don't do a lot of karaoke. But if I did, that'd be my go-to song. Um, it's not hip hop, which so it's kind of like you know yeah. what I listen to when no one's around. <laughs> so nobody can judge me. So, you know what's funny? I got to tell oh, you yeah. about Lit. So in 2005, one of my I was uh, one of my clients was playing a radio show. You know those the concerts at the radio stations mm-hmm. put on all that stuff. Yes. And Lit, I think, was having a comeback, or it was either Lit was having a comeback, or it was one of those shows where they did like the retro bands and the new bands combined. Okay. But we ended up spending the day, my band and Lit ended up spending the day together because we're in Syracuse, New York. Those dudes are so cool. They were oh, so great. nice. I believe it. They're so it was like cake, lit. Wow. Oh, Black Label Society for uh, some reason. Right. It was Zach weird. But anyway, these dudes, super cool dudes. I think I know them later. exclusively from video games. Oh, like yeah? they are just like yeah. like like, like SSX3 <laughs> and Guitar, uh, yeah. Guitar Hero. No, also yeah, this, not like skateboarding video yeah. games and stuff yeah, that yeah, I played yeah. in the late, late 90s. Nice. Oh, Th- right. That song, when it was out, it's fun hearing it now, but to your point, it's almost a hidden treasure. Yeah. I don't think I went 24 hours without hearing it somewhere yeah. in my life in 1998. Probably haven't heard it since. Yeah. Like, it's a great song. That's You're a great welcome. one. Yeah. You're welcome. Yes. Thank <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. We've managed to wend our way. Oh, no, we haven't because it's not an official dad band land. Until Kyle comes forth, and this was a uh, guilty pleasure. So to bestow the crown of shame, Kyle, I'm gonna I'm gonna record uh, record it on my voice memos. Okay, All right, do okay. it. And uh, okay, so I, originally I was gonna give the crown of shame to Brian just because he didn't he didn't bring a touching story with that touching song. <laughs> wow, have, the touching story was it's got to have a soul crushing <laughs> story laid it on it. Got to, and I was expecting one. Um, but I think the principle of comedy has to win the crown of fame tonight. Woo! Uh, so awesome. do it. He okay, so he wins a crown of fame on a crown of shame night. Mm. So now he is oh. uh, the principal of the crowns until wow. Next week. Nice. And what was it that made you decide that That's one unprecedented? Wins? That, song, that song is just—it's it's a great song. I, might, I, I might call him the crown principal. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, prince. Nice. We are big into doing unprecedented things. Are you winning the crown of fame on a crown of shame night? Come on. That's big. That's heard of. And first guest to be involved in a guilty pleasure. Oh, God. And you win, you just show up and take our crowns from us? I'm just saying. Can I stay? Well, that was fantastic. That was great. All right. All right, everybody. Send your questions, comments, and your own cover band experiences to dadbandland at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on all the socials. We're there. Dad Bandland is produced by me and by Jeffy Branion. Opening music montage by Kyle. Editing and Starburns production by Kyle the Crown McGraw. 
Special thanks to our special guest, Eddie Gorton. Go see him doing the comedies. You're not allowed in school. Um, our theme song Unless is by Adam Korn. You. We will see you next week on DBL. Woo! DBL. Nice. Star Brains Avenue, a podcast network.